Xtox connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This Life Science Focus podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Life Science Podcast. I'm Sarah Hand, Editor-in-Chief at Xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined uh, by a very special guest, Manu Garg, VP and Head of Healthcare Consulting at Definitive Healthcare. So Definitive Healthcare is a healthcare commercial intelligence company that is passionate about helping clients uncover the right markets, opportunities, and people so they can shape tomorrow's healthcare industry. Their SaaS platform creates the path to commercial success in the healthcare market. And prior to joining Definitive Healthcare, Manu worked for 11 years at ZS Associates, where he led their global real-world evidence generation capabilities to make research and regulatory-grade data available using digital data collection and custom data curation. Manu, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, so let's start off, uh, if you could tell us about your background and what led you to start working at Definitive Healthcare. Sure. So I am a mechanical engineer by training, um, and I stumbled upon um, healthcare analytics right after the 2008 recession. Um, I've done a bunch of work um, in this space over uh, a decade and a half. And as you said, you know, most recently, I was leading ZS's real-world evidence generation practice. Now, when I was approached by Definitive Healthcare leadership, and when I learned about the kind of assets and capabilities they have, I found them truly differentiated um, from what is available in the industry. Um, as, a, as a head of healthcare consulting, um, I am now responsible for leading a team of uh, uh, industry experts um, who can engage with clients and bring together the best of DH to solve their most complicated problems. Um, and when I say best of de uh, definitive healthcare, it is the their claims data assets, the affiliations data assets, their expert insights platform, as well as their analytical platforms such as passports and latitude. Um, so I'm quite quite excited to be here. Great. So uh, you kind of touched on this a little. How is uh, the commercial intelligence platform different from competitor products? <clears throat> Absolutely. So Definitive Healthcare's commercial intelligence platform is a combination of data, uh, technology, processes, and experts that aims to democratize the access of analytical solutions through efficiency, scalability, and speed to insights. Um, it helps our customers, our clients, uh, to develop, launch, and commercialize products more efficiently by delivering both pre-filled as well as data agnostic uh, uh, healthcare commercial intelligence uh, and all of it is on demand um, with high grade of automation, with less bringing down their spend on consulting. And so it brings the right combination of technology and people. Um, and that is what is truly differentiating here. Um, and to my knowledge, very few organizations um, in this industry have uh, put together a set of capabilities like this and are approaching the market the way we are, um, where the, our, our goal is to truly um, make such uh, intelligence accessible uh, by bringing down the cost of it. 
Interesting. Okay. And so uh, this is kind of a, a probably a broader question, but in what ways have machine learning and, and artificial intelligence changed the healthcare sector? I'm assuming it's in many ways, but I'm hoping you can provide some, you know, expert insight there. Oh, this is my favorite topic. So, so thanks for asking <laughs> that question. Um, we all are talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning, right? Everybody has heard about chat GPT and so on. And you know, in healthcare, uh, this uh, in, this technology is having and is going to have even more profound impacts going forward. Um, it's going to be a step change in the ability of, uh, of healthcare stakeholders to understand patients' diseases and uh, generate treatments and then provide care and uh, the end last mile delivery model. Let me start by just giving you a couple of examples. So. If you know, a lot of healthcare data is captured in unstructured way. When you go to see a physician, they're writing a bunch of notes. When you go to radiology lab, they're taking images. All of this data is not analyzable through traditional means. You know, uh, if you are writing a bunch of queries, uh, you know, uh, typical SAS-based uh, queries or SQL-based queries, it's not analyzable, um, this form of data. What artificial intelligence, machine learning, and technologies such as natural language processing do is they make this information accessible. They can read through swaths of text and read images and extract key points of information, which is then analyzable uh, for and 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 you know uh, ready to generate insights for those healthcare stakeholders. Um, um, even after you know the information is extracted, there are further use cases where artificial intelligence, machine learning can um, you know uh, do a lot of uh, predictive modeling um, to then assess you know what's the next event likely to occur in patient's uh, journey. So mm -hmm. so you can imagine the kind of impact it could have. Um, if I give you a couple of examples of uh, you know the, the how we have helped clients in this space, so. Um, you know, one of the clients, uh, regular problem that we hear is that, you know, how do we focus our commercial uh, team's efforts in areas um, where they're going to get the best ROI, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the problem statements is, okay, you know, as we develop precision medicines, the, uh, or, or medicines for rare diseases, uh, it's hard to find those patients. So how do I know which doctor to go to and uh, provide a detailing? Or how do you do I know how to set up my marketing campaign and who should be my target audiences? Um, so that's where a lot of these predictive algorithms, what they were able to do is predict, okay, if I'm following a patient journey in, in a claims data set, it helps me predict where the patient is going to uh, see a doctor next and when are they going to become eligible for a certain therapy hmm. and with this kind of a powerful insight there now the commercial teams can focus their energies in in those clinics and in those centers um, and you know in a way if you think about it uh, gone are the days when you could just have uh, you know hundreds of people of salesforce and cover every single physician out there um, you know, you, you need to be much more um, optimizing your um, channel mix and so on. So the, the technology has profound impact. I can just keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, uh, and, and as you say, the, the therapies are becoming so much more targeted. So it, it's not so much, you know, here's this pill for, um, you know, high blood pressure. We have this huge patient population who could benefit from it. You know, let's take a very wide approach at, at, at targeting this. Um, it's, it, they're very specific therapies and it's a much smaller patient pool. Um, and so, yeah, I see, I see the challenge here in finding, mm. like you said, those patients uh, and the healthcare providers that are able to, to get those, those therapies in the hands of those patients. Absolutely. Now, since you brought up the topic of precision medicine, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'll give you another example. Um, we know that cell and gene therapy is, is, you know, really personalizing the medicine for a patient. But if you think about it, it's not fully personalized yet. Um, what it is doing is, it's basically saying, let us collect a number of target markers on, a, let's say, a cancer tumor, and we will take your uh, body's T cells and program them to target those known markers of where, you know, so they can target your cancer cells. But if you, one of the recent developments uh, is when Moderna and uh, and Merck came together and they're, 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 they were developing an mRNA-based vaccine for cancer tumors, they're able to take this customization uh, or personalization to the next level. What they did was, um, if, if let's say a patient's cancer is uh, in neoadjuvant settings and they can be resectable, they take a sample of the tumor, use artificial intelligence to predict the mutations that the a cancer is going to experience going forward and then train the uh, the patient's cells uh, or inject them with trained cells that can target those mutations so in a way now you are training the the drug to treat the specific mutations that the patient's cancer is um, is going to see in the coming future so you're treating the cancer even before it happens wow that's incredible that's the power of ai um, so it, it's just a profound technology in this space. Yeah, that's really incredible. Um, and then so from the, the perspective of hospitals, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that that they're facing right now? Um, and, and how is, is this platform helping? Absolutely. So let me take a step back and, and you know, talk about the pandemic a little bit here. Um, what pandemic did was it really challenged the traditional model of um, being a clinical cl clinic centric or a hospital centric model of care delivery of healthcare, uh, where patients would drive, park, wait, and before they see their clinicians ever. Right. Um, what it did was uh, it, it now in pandemic there's so many new ways for patients to uh, see their healthcare providers um, where they want and when they want it. Um, I'll give you an example here as well. Uh, recently, I had to rush my wife to an emergency uh, room. Um, you know, she was feeling shortness of breath. And so when we reached there, uh, they took our information and then asked us to wait. Um, after about 30 minutes, a nurse comes, takes my wife's vitals and asks us to wait again. Mm -hmm. So in this all episode, I've already lost about 60 to 90 minutes from the time I needed care to the time the nurse took vitals and then i'm waiting more even more mm -hmm. to see a doctor uh, in this and we were getting frustrated so we tried um, some some virtual network uh, for healthcare and we said let's try and let's call them to to talk to a, a healthcare provider you wouldn't imagine we were able to talk to a, a doctor before the emergency room doctor could see us wow and 
And, you know, she, we got a very sat satisfactory response to uh, the, the problem we had. And we actually left the emergency room without even seeing a doctor. Wow. So, so this is the, this is a true change. And if you think about it, this is what a true patient centric model means where the healthcare comes to the patient where they need, when they need and how they need it. Um, and so I think hospitals need to adapt to it. Um, they need to understand a lot more about uh, patients, uh, situations, patients, healthcare, and they need to create these tools so that patients can access their services much more easily than they do today. Mm. So I guess that really calls into question then, uh, when do you need to be, you know, physically seen by a healthcare professional? And, and when is, is, you know, a virtual meeting kind of sufficient? Um, obviously, you need to be able to take those vital signs, but there's, you know, other ways you'd be able to take them. That's a really, uh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. And, you know, you said vital signs, right? Those are important. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have blood pressure monitors at mm -hmm. home, mm -hmm. um, right? We have a thermometer at home. And so you can like remote patient monitoring is a growing trend mm -hmm. nowadays. Mm -hmm. A lot of patients have these devices. You know, my father has a pin that he can measure his uh, blood glucose levels with. Mm -hmm. So patients have these tools at home. And if you, you know, it, it, the, the initial screening can happen on the phone with these RPG in a lot of cases, not in every case, of course, but in a mm -hmm. lot of cases. Um, and if you, if you project it, you know, and if this is, if the adoption goes big on these kind of uh, virtual tools, imagine the impact one could have on bringing down the overall cost of healthcare mm -hmm. by cutting out the unnecessary, you know, uh, loss of work, um, uh, time seen by, uh, time spent by the staff of, of a hospital to mm -hmm. see a patient and so on. It's just, you're eliminating a lot of waste from the system. And what about the uh, use of healthcare data from wearables? Like, you know, more and more people have Absolutely. Fitbits and things like that. Um, I know, I know Fitbit has been getting a lot of, uh, you know, indications recently in terms of measuring um, AFib and things, things like that, being able Absolutely. to kind of tap into that data and, and take those signs. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, in terms of, um, the types of uh, companies that you work with then, is it is it only larger companies or do you find that uh, smaller firms are investing in this kind of healthcare intelligence as well? Yeah, we, we actually work across the spectrum. Um, so definitive healthcare's commercial intelligence tools um, are equally relevant to a large pharma as well as, or, or a large med tech or, or a large hospital. Um, then um, and, and they're equally relevant for the smaller players because uh, everybody is is trying to you know get a competitive edge, trying to understand the customer, the end customer for themselves, and then trying to make decisions. Right? Mm -hmm. um, when we when we meet with our smaller uh, you know clients, um, you know smaller in footprint, uh, generally uh, they are in need for some very quick turnaround, highly automated systems that are also um, cost-effective to manage. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they don't have the kind of budget or the manpower to spend on collecting data, connecting connecting data science expertise, um, building infrastructure to house that data, and then perform a bunch of analytics. They don't have time or money to spend on gathering all of that. Um, so a lot of time when we come in, and that's why I, you know, I was alluding to earlier that the, the, the truly differentiated nature of definitive healthcare's um, assets, um, that uh, it brings all of it together. 
you know, mm-hmm. we have the data, we have the technology and we have the experts. And so what these smaller clients get is uh, a one-stop solution for their problem. And it's much more faster to turn it around because all these things are compatible with each other, um, you know, and they don't, they don't need to rely on a, um, on a lot of uh, outsourced uh, work. Um, and when we go to the large clients, um, we're able to generate uh, equal, if not more impact there as well, because what we see is that um, they're slow to adopt uh, technology, the cloud-based solutions and so on, right? So uh, what we see is that they're carrying an army of data scientists or analysts, sometimes even outsourced, um, who are running their analytics month over month, generating reports and so on. And when we come in, um, in certain instances, we've been able to bring down a team of, let's say, two dozen into a team of five. And, and uh, you know, and, and also make the quality of work much better because you are less prone to human errors now. Mm. Um, so so we're, our solutions are equally um, kind of impactful in both smaller client settings as well as in larger clients. Great. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, and then what's, what's next for Definitive Healthcare? What else are you working on? Yeah. So we, uh, as, as you might be aware, right, we, Definitive Healthcare acquired Monocle. Um, as well as analytical wizards recently. And we went through a very rigorous integration process where we looked at every aspect of synergies and um, efficiencies as well as uh, capability, new capability set that we can bring through this integration. Um, And I'm very happy with the result here. Um, We recently launched a product called Passport Express, um, which brings together our claims data asset, affiliations data asset, and our uh, analytical wizards technology platforms um, and creates one product, um, which just is a turnkey solution for um, any pharma, med tech, or uh, any of our clients who want to get um, uh, robust insights into um, their end customer's journey, um, who want to get a robust insight into uh, the disease landscape and who want to understand what are some of the pain points in that patient journey that they can impact upon and, and make their um, offerings more relevant. Um, and this is not it. Uh, we're still working on many new capabilities. You're going to see uh, hear about some new announcements from us in near future. In fact, there's a product that, I've, uh, that we are, our team is working on <clears throat> And every client that I speak about this new product, they're they're so excited about it, and they just want to jump on the POC. Uh, and they say, like, I want to be the first one. I want to try it. Let's do a POC together. Um, and just to give you a very small glimpse of it, um, you know, we're going to be. Uh, this is going to be a true one-stop solution for getting a 360-degree view of a customer. Wow. Um, any data point that you could imagine would be available in this one solution about that customer. So it serves as a single source of truth um, for, for, our, for our client. They're, they're very excited about it. That sounds really incredible. Well, we'll definitely look forward to hearing more about that in the future. And uh, Manu, thank you so much for your time today and, and telling us about your work at Definitive Healthcare. Sounds very exciting. Lots coming down the pipeline. Uh, that's now the end of our episode of the Xtalks Life Science Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks to all of our listeners, and we'll see you all next week for another episode. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. 
thanks for listening to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.